welcome to the latest edition of the NIPTI Radio Interview Series. My name is Lauren Consul, and I am an attorney here at NIPTI and also one of New York's Traffic Safety Resource Prosecutors. Here with me today is Yael Levy, Deputy Bureau Chief of the Appeals Bureau in the Nassau County District Attorney's Office. We are here today to discuss the issue of some courts holding, incorrectly, that a refusal of a preliminary breath test is not a cognizable offense. Hi, Yael. How are you today? Good. How are you, Lauren? Doing well, thank you. It seems that some of this confusion stems from the failure to distinguish between a preliminary breath test and a chemical test. Can you clarify that for us? Sure. Okay, so the PDT, otherwise known as the portable breath test or the field test, is a screening test for the presence of alcohol that can be done roadside and can be the predicate for taking somebody into custody to conduct a chemical test to confirm not just the presence of alcohol, but also to determine how much alcohol is in the blood, the concentration of it. The PBT is governed by VTL Section 1194-1B, and that statute requires, it's called field testing, and it requires all motorists who have either been involved in traffic accidents or who have operated a motor vehicle in violation of any provision of the vehicle and traffic law to submit to a breath test. So it's a mandatory field test. The chemical test statute, by contrast, which is also in VTL 1194, but in subdivision 2, which is labeled chemical test. Subdivision 1B, by the way, is labeled field testing. They're both chemical tests, so that's a bit of a misnomer that station house test is labeled chemical test, but that seems to have entered the vernacular. In any event, that test is conducted after a motorist is taken back to a central testing station, so it's conducted at the precinct, and motorists are deemed to consent to that test. However, it's not mandatory per se in the sense that a motorist can refuse to take a post-arrest chemical test at the precinct, but there are consequences that uh, accompany that refusal, and they are, first, that the motorist is subject to immediate suspension of his or her driving privilege, then there will be a hearing to determine whether the privilege should be revoked. And the revocation can last a year and sometimes more, depending on if it's a successive revocation. There are also civil penalties associated with the revocation. And finally, the fact of the refusal can come into evidence at a trial on the DWI charges as consciousness of guilt evidence. So there are non-criminal penalties associated with refusing a chemical test. The PBT, the field test by contrast, is a traffic infraction, just like failing to stop at a stop sign or speeding or failing to signal before changing lanes and uh, is subject to the penalties set forth in the vehicle and traffic law for traffic infractions. So that's the fundamental difference between the two. There are currently decisions in the 9th and 10th judicial districts that hold, incorrectly, that refusing a PBT is not a cognizable offense. Can you explain how the courts came to this conclusion? The first 
decision by the appellate term Ninth and Tenth Judicial Districts where the court seems to have gone awry and held that a PBT refusal, in other words, an 1194-1B refusal, is not a cognizable offense, is People versus Salerno. In case people want to say, it's 36 miscellaneous 3D-151A. So it's not actually reported in the miscellaneous reporters, but that's the site. That was a 2012 decision in which a three-judge panel of the appellate term Ninth and Tenth Judicial Districts made that determination in reliance on two cases also from the Ninth and Tenth Judicial District, People versus Clancy and People versus Ashley, neither of which concerned a PBT refusal. In fact, what they involved were compulsory chemical tests, court-ordered chemical tests under 1194 subdivision 3. And they're completely different from PBTs. A court-ordered test can occur if somebody refuses a station house chemical test, an 1194 sub 2 test, and there has been serious physical injury or death under such circumstances, and police and the prosecution have to satisfy uh, several other requirements as well, a court can issue an order for a chemical test. So that provision, 1194 sub 3, describes the requirements for a compulsory chemical test, but it has nothing to do with the mandatory field test, which is a traffic infraction. So that's where the confusion arose. The court in Salerno relied on these 1194 sub 3 chemical test decisions where the court had previously held that a refusal to submit to one of those is not a traffic infraction for the proposition that a refusal to submit to a field test is not a traffic infraction. And then subsequent to Salerno, the court has held five times, always in reliance on Salerno, that the refusal to submit to a PBT is not a cognizable offense. All of these decisions are, are coming out of the Ninth and Tenth Judicial Districts. I haven't seen any similar decisions coming out of any other appellate term districts or other appellate courts for that matter. Yes, I would agree that I have not seen any decisions outside of those courts. However, if anyone listening is aware of a decision in another jurisdiction, please let us know as we are trying to contain and resolve this issue. You recently argued a case on this issue in the appellate term of the second department. Can you tell us about that? So we were looking for a case where a district court judge would throw out an 1194-1B charge so that we could take an appeal. And that case came along, People versus Renee Villalta. And we filed our brief in Villalta in August of 2015 our main brief, and I argued Villalta in this past December, and interestingly, each one of the judges on my panel was on one of the panels of the six cases, one or more, that I discussed previously, so I was basically arguing to a panel of judges who had all already issued rulings that an 1194 1B violation was not a cognizable offense, so I tried to explain as gently as I could where they had gone awry. And it's interesting because even before Salerno, which as I said was a 2012 decision, the appellate term 9th and 10th Judicial District 
had issued a decision in a case called People versus Graziano, a 2008 decision, where they got it right. They actually threw out an 1194 sub 2 charge, in other words, a charge for refusing a station house post-arrest chemical test on the basis that that was not a cognizable offense, but they distinguished that refusal to take a chemical test from the refusal to take a field test, the 1191B refusal. And they actually said in the decision, and I'm quoting, the prosecutor's theory of guilt at trial was that defendant had refused to submit to a chemical breath test at the precinct, not that he had refused to submit to a field breath test. And then they went on to say that 1194-2 neither compels a person who is arrested for driving while intoxicated to submit to a chemical test, nor deems the failure to do so to be a criminal offense. CF VTL 1194-1B, providing that submission to a field breath test is under certain circumstances mandatory. So they understood the distinction in Graziano, but somehow they went astray in Salerno, and they didn't grapple with Graziano when they wrote the decision in Salerno. So we pointed that out in our brief. In addition, I should mention that there's a decision from the Court of Appeals, a 2000 decision, People versus Cunningham, in which the Court of Appeals had before it uh, convictions under 1192 sub 3, you know, the common law intoxication conviction and an 1194-1B conviction. It vacated the 1192-3 conviction, but it affirmed the 1194-1B conviction, signaling that it was a cognizable offense. So that was a decision of the Court of Appeals, People versus Cunningham, in the year 2000. So, of course, we pointed that out in our brief, too, that the line of cases in the 9th and 10th Judicial District runs counter to the Cunningham decision, which implicitly confirms that an 1194-1B charge is cognizable. And more important than all these cases is the statutory scheme, which we relied on, and the legislative history. There are two provisions in the VTL that make it unambiguous that an 1194-1B violation is a cognizable offense, and they are VTL 1800 and VTL 1101. VTL 1800 states it is a traffic infraction to violate any of the provisions of this chapter, the chapter being Chapter 71 of New York Consolidated Laws, in other words, the vehicle and traffic law. And 1101 of the VTL states that it is unlawful and a traffic infraction, I'm paraphrasing a bit, to fail to perform any act required by this title, the title being Title Seven of the Vehicle and Traffic Law, which is known as Rules of the Road, and that title includes VTL 1194. So taking a portable breath test at the side of a vehicle stop is required by Title Seven. And therefore, it has to be a traffic infraction if 1194 is read together with 1101 and 1800 of the VTL. It's clear that the statutory scheme intended for this to be a traffic infraction. It's just that the penalty provision is located in a different section of the VTL, and there are two penalty provisions. And that's not unusual. There are are other statutes in New York's consolidated laws that locate the penalty for violation of the mandate in a different statute. And then in my brief, I also supplied 
the court with the legislative history of the statute. The PBT provision, 1194-1B, was enacted in 1969. It was enacted after the texting statute. That was enacted in 1953. And if you look at the 1969 legislative history, it's very clear from a host of documents that a violation of the statute was intended to be a traffic infraction. There's a memorandum from the Attorney General to the Governor that says a refusal to submit to a breath test would constitute a traffic infraction. There's also a letter from the Commissioner of Motor Vehicles to the Council to the Governor stating that a person who doesn't submit to the portable breath test would be guilty of a traffic infraction. And then there's a division of budget report on the bill, which also states that a motorist could be charged with a traffic infraction for not complying with the PBT. And all of this makes sense if you look at the sponsor's memorandum, which states that the legislation was modeled on the British Road Safety Act of 1967, something that was enacted only two years before our statute was enacted. And the British Road Safety Safety Act also imposed criminal penalties for failing to take a roadside breath test. So it's very clear that it was intended to be a traffic infraction. If it weren't intended to be a traffic infraction, the statute would have no enforcement mechanism because it doesn't carry any civil penalties the way the chemical testing statute does. A refusal can't result in a license suspension or revocation. A refusal does not come into evidence at trial as consciousness of guilt evidence. All of these issues are set forth in my brief, and the legislative history was was appended to my brief, and I'm hoping that the Ninth and Tenth Judicial Districts will see the error of their ways, but that remains to be seen. I'm waiting for a decision. And if they don't, I'll certainly seek leave to appeal to the Court of Appeal. Thank you, Yael, for that information. Are there any other sources that you are aware of that indicate the refusal of a preliminary breath test is, in fact, an offense? Well, sure. Let me just point out that if you look at Joseph Carrieri's practice commentaries to 1194, he also explains that a violation of 1194-1B is an infraction. He basically says that a police officer may issue a summons to a defendant who refuses the breath test charging a violation of 1194-1B. And he explains the difference between the 1194-1B violation and the 1194-sub-2 violation. I may be mistaken about that, but he definitely points out that it's a summonsable offense. So it's even in the practice commentaries to the statute, and it's even in the uh, Gerstenzang treatise, and that's a treatise that uh, many defense attorneys rely upon. There, too, it explains that an 1194-1B refusal can be charged as a traffic infraction. For more information and to see the briefs and legislative history, see the People v. Vilalta page. Of course, feel free to reach out to Yael or to NIPTI if you encounter this issue as a prosecutor. Thank you, Yael, for being here and for sharing this with us. Okay, thanks so much, Lauren. You too.